Hey everybody, welcome into Mining Stock Daily. Again, uh, the voice hasn't gotten much better since this morning's news briefing, but hanging in, in there along with you all. Uh, pretty volatile day here in the precious metals market. However, there's a couple silver linings here uh, to talk about as we get you through the rest of the day. Happy to be joined by my good friend and co-producer for Mining Stock Daily. That's Mr. Dave Kranzler from the Mining Stock Journal. Denver Dave, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. This, uh, this is an interesting sell-off. I mean, obviously, a lot to talk about. Uh, basically, an $80 swing from highs to lows in the, in the uh, futures gold. Uh, did have a high of oh, 1,962, a low of 1,885. Currently, as we're speaking, it's sitting at 1913. Uh, but this interesting timing of all this happened. I want you to walk us through uh, what you saw from this morning. I mean, <laughs> the tail is in the tape, <laughs> or in this case, the bar chart. So uh, I'm just looking at a simple 15-minute chart of December gold. And as you say, the, the overnight high was, uh, you know, roughly 1962. And, uh, you know, that was, that was maybe down a little bit from uh, where it was trading Friday afternoon. Actually, it was right in line with where it where it closed out, where where the futures settled, when the uh, when the COMET, the CME Globex system shut down on Friday afternoon. So, uh, if, if you just, I mean, most of the sell-off occurred after London fix. So, you know, say from, I mean, gold was basically flat. You know, from and these are this these are um, New York times, East Eastern Standard Times, uh, but you know, up until 3:15 a.m. in the morning, and at that point, India and China are closed for the day. So your your physical, the entities that that tr that are the the bona fide physical market players, you know, they they're at cocktail hour now. So uh, the the futures sold off down to about 1945 so down about 15 bucks uh, and I would argue that that was largely in sympathy with with the decline in, in stock futures mm -hmm. the stock futures got annihilated overnight as you know uh, and then right after the a.m. London fix which is at 5 a.m. New York time uh, well, that's when the fix starts and, it, you know, like a couple minutes to sometimes 10 minutes or whatever. So as soon as the, the fix period is over, that's, that's when gold took another small step lower, you know, it's maybe down another 10 bucks. But then as soon as the COMEX floor hours started, which is 820 New York time, that that's when most of the price hit happened. So then over the next hour and a half gold was taken down 1840 to uh almost well just below 1886 mm -hmm. and it bottomed out at, at 10 30 eastern time and we've got a nice bounce going on here so i mean essentially 85 90 percent of the price takedown occurred after the am london fix and and most of that price takedown occurred um, after the COMEX floor hours started. So, 
in my mind, this is a pure paper hit. And they used the weakness in 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 the stock market, which and that's that's that happens every time. It's it's common occurrence. But, you know, obviously today we happen to have a huge sell off in the stock market. I mean, the Dow and the S&P were down over three percent at one point. And, uh, you know, so it makes it easier for them to to take the price down, especially when you've got hedge funds that are are naturally long COMEX futures and they're naturally long up to their eyeballs in in mostly tech stocks, but, you know, momentum stocks. And when the selling kicks in, they, they start selling everything to to uh, minimize margin calls. Yeah, I mean, it, it, did, it did seem like a good way for them to kind of push that down with the movement in the uh, futures of the overall markets. We saw that happening last night, but also to mention, Dave, uh, the dollar did get a pretty good bounce today. Now at the Dixie's at ninety three fifty four, so uh, that could give reason for it to, for them, you know, come back to kind of <laughs> put some reason behind the drop in the price of gold, even though it's, uh, you know, not even you know one to one type of a uh, type of move. But however, there's a couple other silver linings here. Let's look at the chart, Dave. I mean, despite kind of that squeeze, kind of breaking below that we were seeing. Overall, looking at the chart, the daily chart, I mean, it's still trading in this range. Uh, there's still room to say that, you know, consolidation is, is still among us. I, I mean, actually, not, <laughs> I haven't even looked at, at really a daily chart yet. I did look at one of silver earlier, and I noticed it had knifed through its 50-day moving average. Um, and the same same is true with gold. So, you know, GLD is, is, is mm -hmm. you know got whacked below its 50 day moving average. And that's, you know, that, that in and of itself triggers technical selling. So, um, you know, again, I mean, I'd say, I'd argue today is, is, is all about, you know, momentum selling and, um, encouragement from <laughs> the bullion banks, um, is selling encouragement, but you're right. I mean, it's, you're still, you know the, the 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 chart itself is still set up bullishly and and if you look at um now i'm just looking at gld with the rsi and macd momentum indicators and they're starting to um you know re, they're starting to register you know oversold readings so um you know if you had told me that we would have worked off the the move over the summer by mostly trending sideways not too far below the high um, and, and, uh, you know, the, 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 um, momentum indicators would have corrected without too much damage to the price of gold. Um, you know, I would have been skeptical, but here we are. And I think I had actually mentioned that, you know, a couple, you know, several weeks ago, I said, there is a chance that this, that the metals trend sideways and work off their over their technical overbought position. You know, for for as valid as as the RSI and the MACD are in indicating overbought and oversold, um, so here we are. I mean, um, I was putting some cash to work this morning, and um, you know, I'll probably do the same thing going into the close. Yeah, you and I both, my friend. Um... And it's and it's evident we weren't the only ones because there was this kind of buy the dip mentality coming into the precious metals, not only the physical metals, but also 
uh, the exploration stocks. I mean, even starting late last week, we saw a lot of these pure exploration plays starting to get a bid. I'm assuming there was good conversations happening from the Beaver Creek Precious Metals Summit. A uh, couple of stocks in my portfolio for no reason, no news, certainly got a pop, so that's good to see. But even today, a lot of those explorers are really hanging in there uh, solidly despite the sell-off. I mean, that's that's great news if you are into speculating and resources. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, you, you know, well, you, you get my mining stock journal. I've been making the argument for a while that the explorers are extraordinarily cheap relative to the large cap producers and relative to where the price of gold and, and silver are right now. Uh, can we talk? Can we talk silver real quick? Because this is interesting. Silver's not necessarily getting the bounce that gold is right now. Uh, currently trading at twenty four dollars sixty cents futures basis. Uh, I know you went and bought some silver eagles this morning, as did I. Uh, you know, you're still paying about twenty five thirty percent premium on the physical metal if you're buying it from the bullion dealer. So that's, that's you know. So I, I'm not buying buy it from. <laughs> yeah, well, I it's you know I'm just so that's why this sell off in the paper market. I I think it's very much temporary. I well, the thing about the premiums are, I mean, it's it's not like the the, the dealers, the bullion dealers, rig the premium. You know, and they, it's not like they all have a conference call and say, okay, this is what the premium's going to be. It, it's a it's a supply and demand market indicator. And the fact that you're still at a, you know, as you say, a 25% premium tells you that there's there's still a lot of demand for, and you know, for me, the the the, the coin market, you know, silver eagles, whatever, that reflects mainly retail demand. Um, but it tells you that there's a there's a, a growing number of people out there who are concerned about what they're seeing around them in the financial system and and the nonsense that the fed tries to shove down our throats and and um you know the the reckless ways of of the government and they're 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 um using using this opportunity to convert their their fiat dollars into into precious metals and and silver is um Silver's poor man's metal. I mean, I you know, you and I both bought some. I say poor in a, in a relative sense. <laughs> well, I'm not... to the guys that are that are out there, you know, buying, you know, multiple lots of 400 ounce LBMA bullion bars. <laughs> well, let, let let me clarify one thing, Dave. The Federal Reserve is it's separate thing away from the government, right? I, I mean, I, <laughs> honestly, I think. I think I think the government answers to the Federal Reserve because the largest banks are, are the ones that basically own the Federal Reserve. And, you know, we know that there's plenty of regulatory capture by Wall Street of, of government regulatory bodies. So um, I would say the Fed sets all the policies mm -hmm. that, are, that are important. Here we open up a can of worms there. We digress a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the movement in some of these. Uh, in the mining stocks, the the exploration stocks. Uh, I mean, just per the GDX, obviously getting a nice bounce. I mean, still down for the day, but off its lows. Same with the GDXJ. Uh, big gap to fill up above that. But you know, like I said before, Dave, a lot of these exploration stocks have really been holding nicely in there. I mean, obviously a lot of red, but not deep, deep red. So we're not seeing the panic selling that we saw in March. So. Um, 
this might be the opportunity to go in and buy that dip, as we mentioned, and, and I assume you're doing that as well. We mentioned buying Silver Eagles. Have you been going in and buying, uh, putting in more uh, bids and some adding to your positions already? You know, I wasn't even thinking about my personal account this morning, but once we once we get finished recording, I'll probably go and um, <laughs> and and you know reload call options on on my favorite larger uh, larger cap mining stocks. But um, I, I was adding to positions in my fund this morning, not not aggressively, but um, I was I was putting some money, some more money to work for sure. Yeah. So how cautious are you? Do you think we could see more down days following today, or uh, maybe get a nice bounce into the green tomorrow? I mean, I think a lot of it's going to depend on um, the tenor of the stock market. Um, if the stock market continue, if we start to get a, a, a pretty raucous sell-off, which we've actually seen now, what, a couple couple days in a row in the stock market, um, if we, you know, if, if this continues, then you're probably going to see lower levels in, in the precious metals sector. But that said, at some point, a lot of the cash that's pulling out of the stock market is going to find its way into the precious metal sector. And I mean, there's plenty of precedents for that. Like in 2008, the precious metal sector bottomed and started moving higher, what, about six months before the S&P bottomed out. It was about six months before the S&P bottomed out. So um, at, at some point, and again, it's, it's impossible to predict when. I know there's some people out there who claim they can do that, but it, it, it's impossible. Um, at, at some point, we will, we will, regardless of what the stock market's doing, we're going to get a, a, a big move in the precious metal sector. Uh, let me ask you about copper, because uh, we, you and I haven't talked about copper in a while, because I think the last time you and I chatted about that metal, you were very much uh, bearish on uh, Dr. Copper, but we, copper's had a nice run. Have you rethought your positioning in copper plays yet? Um, I'm not yet. I, I still have my view that, um, you know, I mean, we've, we've had a, we've had a dead cap bounce in the economy over the summer. I mean, it's a natural result of, well, the unnatural result of, you know, the trillions in, in central bank and sovereign stimulus, mm -hmm. most of it coming from the United States. And, and along with that, copper, you know, in fact, a lot of the base metals and, and commodities have bounced. So um, I'm not chasing copper or copper plays here. You know, I could be wrong. That's fine. If I miss out on a, on a, on a you know, continued rallying copper and, and copper juniors, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I have plenty of exposure to, to gold and silver miners. Mm -hmm. So... Um, uh, and, you know, on the other, the other um, development that, that could undermine my view on copper is just, you know, it's outright an inflation play. So, you know, the Fed, I went and reread the Fed uh, statement from last Wednesday. And, I mean, it's in there basically almost, <laughs> almost overtly that they're going to print more money. And it's going to lead to a lot more inflation. So, um, you know, you, you could see copper be the beneficiary of of a currency devaluation price inflation trade. 
I mean, I think I, I saw something, I don't know, a week or two ago where China said it's, it's, it's continuing to load up on commodities, even though they, they know that, you know, they might not need them right away because of economic weakness. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I still have my view that copper is going to head back down with the global economy. Um, but again, I've, I've, you know, indicated two reasons why my view could be wrong. Yeah. Well, and back to the gold play, you mentioned China, they're importing uh, more gold from Switzerland. We also, it's wedding season in India, which means they can buy and give to their family. So still bullish case for gold. I mean, just oh, those this, two alone. This is, I mean, right now, the, the bullish case for gold is stronger than I've seen it in the 20 years I've been involved in this sector. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Let's leave it at that, Dave. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, my friend. Uh, investmentresearchdynamics.com. Uh, head over there. You can find a subscription to the Mining Stock Journal, which is published every two weeks. Uh, Dave does a great job of running down companies he's following and the latest updates and recommendations. Uh, so we'll save uh, those recommendations for his newsletter, even though I love to get the... Uh, I love to get the bag of what you're uh, recommending lately, Dave. Well, you saw my last issue, right? I know, but I wanted I wanted it to come from the horse's mouth. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, well, Dave. Coming from the horse's mouth, it's in my <laughs> newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dave. I appreciate you, my friend. Likewise, Trevor. <laughs>